This is Dr. Charles Parker, and you're listening to Core Brain Journal. It's a place where I connect both fresh discoveries and interesting different perspectives from advanced mind science with the realities of real people and everyday life down on Main Street. Well, welcome aboard, folks. Dr. Charles Parker here one more time at Core Brain Journal. And, you know, we have a series going on here, and we're so happy to have this gentleman Ron Bittner with us today. And by the way, welcome, Ron. We're pleased, pleased you came on board. Oh, we're really glad to be here today. So Ron is going to tell us, folks, about some <clears throat> themes that we have covered. He's going to be into, he has a, a structural approach to a kind of, if you will, rehab activity. And that's, that's way too global. To, it actually diminishes it. But a, a way to actually deal with uh, PTSD. Uh, and so many people are saying PTS, not PTSD, because they don't like the word disorder with it, and with brain injury, and we've got a whole page with vets on that. And Ron's got a different angle, which you folks will really love to hear. So take a moment here. I'm going to talk to you quickly about our two sponsors, and then we're going to introduce Ron and get into the details. So you listeners already know here how much we love the reality of data here at uh, <laughs> chronic, chronic traumatic encephalopathy at Core Brain Journal. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you start thinking about these things, it comes out automatically. But at Core Brain Journal, we welcome a new clinical friend and sponsor partner, Direct Health Access Laboratory. And with over 3 million studies, they get into the details, the molecular details, and they're deep leaders of experience with the big picture of measuring, for example, methylation, cryptopyrrole, and copper challenges. They do provide a global service with that molecular focus. Stay tuned. We'll more about, more about them in just a moment. And the other folks that are sponsors for us, we are very pleased to also bring on board uh, individuals who really practice detailed improvements of mind care in a structural way for children and teenagers who need a more structured environment and residential care, and that's the Barry Robinson Center here in Norfolk. They have a deep interest in fresh options to address the complexity of adolescent treatment failure, both nationally and internationally, and they are built TRICARE friendly. From personal experience, I know their work with families here in Norfolk, and we've, we've shared a number of people, and we really think they're doing a great job, a truly different residential experience, <clears throat> pardon me, more in a moment. So let me tell you a little bit about Ron here. He currently resides in San Diego, California. Thanks for coming all the way out to Virginia Beach to join us, Ron. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up in the East Coast near D.C., and he has a, a very interesting background that I'm going to actually ask him to say more about in terms of his personal background and his family. But I think the thing is, it's uh, what he brings to the table is he is a business owner, a game developer, and a counselor with Gemini Games, which he's going to talk more about in just a moment. He's also a board member with the American Combat Veterans of War, and he's been counseling and mentoring young veterans dealing with PTS and stress for years now. So... What happens is he's developed a, a system, a, a, um, 
a structure, and it's a 3D structure uh, with a building game called New Bricks, N-U-B-R-I-X, and it's patent pending, and we're going to ask him to tell us more about it because he's had some very good success with it, and it really uh, directly addresses an organic intervention for multiple neuro disorder uh, challenges. So with that, go ahead, Ron, and tell us a little more about yourself personally, and let's get down and dirty with regarding <laughs> what you're talking about here with building and neurodevelopmental challenges and stress, how that all works into a building game, please. Well, I tell you, it's, uh, th thanks again, um, Chuck, for having me on. I'm really uh, pleased to be here. And, uh, you know, leaving San Diego is um, okay today because we're up in the almost 100 degrees, so oh my <laughs> I don't gosh. mind going back east for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> basically, uh, my background basically is uh, I'm prior military, um, U.S. Army, and um, my story almost starts uh, coming back to from a mission on the flight line in training. <clears throat> I land... Um, on the uh, helipad and I have a, a gentleman outside with a Harley with a sidecar on it and he says uh kid Ed Bittner come on out you know, I gotta take you to the company commanders I'm saying okay uh what did I do <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh, so I get in the uh sidecar and we we rush off to the uh company uh, area and uh, I get in and my commander sits me down he says uh, uh <clears throat> Ken Ed Bittner um your younger brother's um, in a coma. Mm. And uh, he goes, we're going to fly out to D.C. Uh, tonight, and uh, you'll be able to be with your brother and family um, by tonight. So I flew uh, out to D.C. My little brother was in Children's Hospital. He was 15 years old, and he was stricken with uh, encephalitis of the brain. Mm. Uh, mm. He was in a coma, uh, was in that coma for uh I think they said uh, th roughly three weeks. Um, wow. Um, I had to leave, of course, uh, through my flight training. But when uh, when it was all said and done, my brother came out of the coma, but he had short-term memory loss. So he could not communicate with us. He could only remember who we were. And um, so he smiled a lot, mumbled a lot, but he couldn't get anything out. Wow. So we uh, we would basically, as a young football player, so he's a tough little guy, but um, we didn't know how to really interact with him. It was like, God, what do we do now, you know? Um, so, you know, we played cards, we threw the football, we would go for walks. But we never knew, were we, were we generating any kind of um, um, movement for him to come back to us in a, in a uh, different way? And um, so that's really what started my journey, um, you know, at that point. I had three children at that point, but um, my brother had 15, went through 15 years of tough, tough stuff, let me tell you. And um, we, he was from a family of eight, so he was my youngest brother. So we tried every way to get him into a good situation, so. And, you know, back in the mid-80s, this was an interesting thing, you know, because it was not a lot going on. And then they were really working with medications, of course, you know, yeah. trying to figure out what medication fit with 
you know, this particular young man. And, and so uh, the joy of it was he showed progress years later through um, the medication and his ability to do tasking, simple tasking, you see. So uh, my brother spent a lot of time in a shop crushing cans. You know, that's what they had for them to do back then. Mm. And um, he's no longer with us. He left us in 2000. But um, that's really when my work started. I developed a game back in 2001. Um, had to put it aside for years because of my own ability to, you know, get my family taken care of and off to college. <laughs> Yeah. So in 2009 and 10, I solidified the game's um, structure. And immediately I took it to the VA and we took it to the spinal cord injury and we used it with a young man of 20. He had a, a four limb issue. And then we had a Vietnam veteran who uh, lost uh, use of his legs. But the, we engaged these two gentlemen in this particular modality, which is what we call the 3D dimensional game of new bricks. Now, what we ended up doing was providing not only a task, but a simple task that you could regulate from being a very basic task to gradual level movement for the individual. Mm -hmm. And by ha having them focus on a very simple connecting task, you were able to move them to uh, different advances in that connection. So remember, the brain, when it's having a hard time, you got the amygdala, you know, moving quickly. You got people are a little more hypersensitive. You got the cortisol going up. If cortisol's in there, flooding the system it's doing what it's creating a, a situation where memory learning everything is subdued and we we finding this out of the simple task and the focus it takes to do that task it allows the brain to slow down with no major distractions outside of what they're doing and uh, and i know this is, I know this is where we're at with this is because eventually we took it to the Naval Medical Center in San Diego and we did a trial for about a year uh, in a um, uh, mental health clinic there. We had several Marines and Navy um, young service members with different issues, you know, acute stress issues, um, whatever it would be. I never real I never knew exactly what they had. All I did was engage them. So what we ended up doing was while we were doing that particular uh, rec program, I did a 21 question questionnaire for the for the individuals. Mm -hmm. They would answer seven questions before they started, seven questions while they were playing about in the middle way of the game, and then seven afterwards. And they correlated in certain ways of how they saw themselves before they played and how they saw themselves after they played. So you had some things going on there so we could get some kind of a, a data um, from it. Um, 
observational data off the charts. You had kids that were catatonic in certain ways, didn't engage in anything, sat down to the table with their, with their peers, because we did it in peer groups, three to five, six people. And while we were sitting there, they all realized they were all there doing the same thing. So as a rec therapy, it brought the walls down. Because, you know, young people, even you and me, if we, if we know something's wrong and we know people have the ability to look at us and make decisions on our career and things like that, mm-hmm. we're going to be pretty closed-minded or not minded, but closed, closed off until we can, you know, really assess the situation. That's what happens to a lot of these young people. They're you know, free- Ron, I, I think a, a variable there is a, very often the smarter the person is, the more they don't want help, the more they're determined to do it by themselves. I've seen that happen repeatedly because yeah, they, they have really excellent defensive systems. I really think I know more than you do about me, so let's yeah. just leave this alone. I'll take right. care of business. Right, but we had to figure out a way to get to them so they would drop their walls so they would start to talk. So we walked out of some of those sessions with kids that wouldn't say anything to anybody and they're sitting there shaking our hands saying, Hey, thanks for coming. That kind of thing. I mean, total reversal. I mean, 180 degrees. I'd have the therapist crying sometimes because she knew the severity of some of these kids. Mm. So Mm. here's the thing we are finding when when you play this game, which is three dimensional. When I say that you picture Mahjong or, dominoes, anything that you build with small tiles. You're building structures with these. A couple things it does, it makes you have a spatial orientation in front of you. So you have eye-hand coordination for, for those patients that are having issues that way. A stroke victim or an elderly person with maybe dementia or something to that effect, they have to start using their eye coordination and uh, in that particular environment. But also these other folks, when they're playing the game, they're doing it together. That is a, has a lot to do with the therapy because when you can do something together with somebody, they're carrying, they're carrying a little bit of the burden that you carry in a certain way. Yeah, it's very supportive. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, with that, you, you – you get to a point where you're showing them some basic things and all of a sudden about, let's just say five, 10 minutes into it, boom, you see the point of engagement. When you see them engaged, you know they're at it now and now they're working it. And that is critical because now all of a sudden they've engaged their brain to say, I can do something. I can do this. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Suddenly it puts the um, dopamine in the game because they're, they're excited. Now all of a sudden they're getting something to do that they can do and they're getting it. You see? Yeah. Then anyway, go ahead. No, I mean, just was, I, I'm getting excited about what you're talking about. I think there are audiences too, because you start thinking about mastery and you start thinking about how individuals who have a low self-esteem and they've given up hope and they're hopeless because all they see is the negative and they don't have a positive. Now this is, really quite superficial what I'm saying, but I think it's, I think it's germane to what we're talking about because if a person then has a certain measure of skill mastery, they have a skill, whereas previously they were out of skill because their brain wasn't working. That's right. Then they have, they have a trip. There's something they can do 
And then when they're in a group, others are going to appreciate that as well. So that's exactly right. Now, let me ask you a question, though. I'm, I, because sure. I'm, my mind is still paused back on something you said kind of uh, quickly as you were introducing the, the concept of your experience with individuals. Mm-hmm. And, and tell me this, if you will, and what, what you know about it or what you speculate doesn't matter. We just want to talk about it. The individual who was the Vietnam veteran who had uh, paralysis, and my picture was that his, his legs were completely paralyzed. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And he was actually in a wheelchair. So. All right. So how does that actually, this is a natural question that a lot mm-hmm. of people are wondering. You may not have the answer for it. I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm just trying no, to enlarge the conversation here a little bit because I think it would be of interest. How does a person who has that kind of a deficit down in the lower half of their body get better with something that's going on in the upper, what, 20%, 10% of their body? How does that work? Well, it's just like you and me, you know, we're doing something that is new and different and we can master it. It's, it's all about how we feel inside from that point, you see. Mm-hmm. So as, as you're doing something with the game, okay, with this new bricks game, there's so many ways to play this thing. I can't even tell you because there's, it's, it's so, it only has five concepts. Those five concepts can be put into any structural way you want to play that game. So with that individual that's in a wheelchair, we're not, we're not playing to that, that particular um, uh, handicap. We're playing to the mind. We're playing to his thing that says, you know what? I can't really do this, but look what I'm doing. I'm working with this 20-year-old Navy young man, young service member who fell down a flight of stairs on a ship, got paralyzed, can't use his hands, but I'm helping him. Okay, now, Ron, you're fading a little bit in, in terms of your microphone. Okay, so can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I mean, what happens is you're the same way I am. I don't know you personally, but, I mean, we're, same, we're the same. You get excited about what you're talking about, and I, my picture was you were up standing up walking around, like getting into it, and, and <laughs> I had to call you back to the microphone because I was, like, chasing you down the street while you were talking. <laughs> it's, so, it's so true. I was getting ready to pick up my computer and just walk with it. <laughs> So let's go back to that guy you know, had to, and say it because you broke up a little bit there. I got him so, going down the stairs in the ship, and I got the damage, but I didn't quite get where you were going with that. Okay, so what I'm getting at is, so you, so you have a Vietnam vet, okay? He's in his 60s, 70s, early 70s, okay? Now, now he sees a young service member who has no use of his arms or legs like he used to, okay? Mm-hmm. He's a quad, and so now he's saying, okay, I have my issues. This young man is much more in a, in a different world than I'm at. Mm-hmm. So he is able to engage that young man in a way that not only is it therapeutic for the vet, the Vietnam vet, but the young guy all – He's got somebody that's there doing something with him. Again, that connectivity of the human spirit is critical with any of these types of things. Mm-hmm. We latch on to those that are like-minded and those types of things. So, so this is only 
um, only gets better when you have more than just one person that has a, a condition. When you get several together, it is just, you know, it's, it's therapeutic beyond, you know, so. I well, got to tell you, I want to tell you a quick story. When we oh, get please go, you go ahead. But I also, I'm going to tell you uh, what I'm interested in. There's another thing that's coming to my mind that I do want to ask you about in a minute. And I'm not going to take the break right now, but I want to, I'm going to okay. ask you about it again in a minute because uh, that, and that is, I want your story now, but I'm looking forward to hearing more details about the game itself. So a person can imagine what you're doing. You've mentioned it several times. But to wrap around, it's an audio program. Can you wrap a little more about that in just a minute? Tell us your story, and okay. then let's go get this game wrapped up so we can see what you're talking about. You got it. You ready? Yes, sir. Please. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. So basically what ended up happening is I, I, I go to a lot of different venues in San Diego County. And when I mean venues, I'll go to a mentally challenged home or I'll go to a uh, – a brain brain injury rehabilitation hospital, whatever it is, but certain things happen at these sessions that, golly, if you just saw it, you'd be going, "Whoa, that's a God moment," you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have six six women, age of uh, twenty one and over, playing playing one of our Newbridge games. They're engaged in uh, playing a game where it's a structural game in the center of the table. So these women are all uh, mentally challenged in whatever way and difficulty they have. One of the women has cerebral palsy, though. So she's curled up on her chair with her hands to her, to her chest, and she's watching everybody else actually engage and play the game. Well, the girl next to her kept putting her piece on for her because of her condition, right? So we're going around. We get about halfway up the game being structurally made, the girls are putting all the pieces in and uh, laughing. And all of a sudden it comes to the girl with the cerebral palsy. It's her turn. She drops her hands onto the table flat, stands up, puts her hand to the girl next to her. Like, don't you do it. I'm going to do this. Mm. She stands up, picks the, picks her puzzle piece up, her new bricks piece places it on the game exactly where it needed to go better than you and I with oh my no gosh. hesitation, put it in position. She sat right back down and her hands went right back up to her chest. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at that. And I looked at my daughter, she was a psych major and she was taking a video of this mm. and she just looked at me go and said, Oh my, I said, that's a God moment, honey. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because that young woman, something in her said, I can do this. And she did it. And again, I'm going to get you right back to that community connectivity. That's a community effect. That's the new bricks effect. When somebody engages somebody that doesn't do this very often, it is only you, you just sit back and wait because it's going to happen. You're going to see something great happen. So, um, well, I, I'm living there with you at the table. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's easy to get, to get really, uh, emotional about that because 
you see people's lives change right there in front of you who oh. are completely frozen and stuck, yes. developmentally arrested, and all of a sudden, for one odd reason or another, there's something going on that they break out of it. And, and that's, that's, that's evocative, to say the very least. You bet, you bet. So listen, let's take a quick moment. Here's what I'm okay. going to ask you now. I'm going okay. to ask you this question. I want you to try to give us some more details because I know a lot of people are interested in this conversation. Because this is a theme that we're so interested in the Core Brain Journal. Because what is it? It's innovative. It's different. It's out of the box. But it's replicatable. You can do it again. You can do it again and again. Yes. And you're not Mr. MD, PhD from, you know, wherever. No. No. You just have seen this work. You've had some personal motivation to try to get it to work. It has nothing to do. You present it, and it's actually working. So let's come back in a moment. We're going to take a, a quick break. And we come back, I'm going to ask you to tell us, please tell us a little more about that specific uh structure, building structure, if you will. We'll be back in just a minute. Well, you folks already know that here at Core Brain Journal, we're on a mission to introduce you to resources that make significant contributions to the investigation of those predictable mind science applications. Our colleagues at DHA Lab Group provide a real difference with treatment options for people at every level, from first awareness of mind problems to those frustrating times when even well-informed treatment becomes surprisingly unpredictable. For my entire professional life, from psychoanalysis to brain scans, I've searched for, yes, improved predictability. The good news for all of us, from professionals to patients, remarkably effective research offers useful, cost-effective, organic options far beyond guesswork with psychiatric medications alone. DHA lab tests measure unbalanced biomedical details through easily available testing, now available globally for a variety of molecular answers from, for example, methylation, copper, and cryptopyrrole challenges. Check in for more details at dhalab.com core. That's D-H-A-L-A-B.com forward slash core. Well, folks, you know as well as I do that Psychiatric treatment failure, especially after multiple medication trials and those very, very brief hospitalizations, may prove insufficient to deal at home with the complexity of troubled children and, and those adolescents from 6 to 17 years old. Improved care, those next mandatory steps, should include a more comprehensive approach to address those multiple levels of challenges, from family to peers to school, diagnostically from defiance to depression on every level for families, including military families internationally. The Barry Robinson Center's 32-acre open college-like campus in Norfolk, Virginia, provides safety and security and clean, comfortable living. How do we know? We refer folks over there all the time, strongly endorse what they're doing. So for further information and informed interview, connect at this page, barryrobinson.org forward slash core. Well, thanks, folks, for taking a moment here with us. And, Ron, let's get back and do that. Let's answer that important question because, and I actually, I'm also going to ask you if you have any videos because I'll put them up on the show notes if you have something in YouTube or something like that. We'll, we'll put it up for people because then they can come in and get a, even a little more of a picture. But instead of that right at this moment, because a lot of our listeners are in their cars and they could be riding down the street in, uh, in Scotland. We have listeners all over Europe. and 
they're not right there at their computer right now. So tell us a little bit visually about what the structure of that game is and a little bit, if you will, about how it is played. You bet. Newburgh's Games is a 50-piece um, brick tile game that you each player picks four tiles randomly out of a bag. All the pieces are in a bag. It's all um, by the luck of the draw. It has nothing to do with like a game of cards where you know there's a four suits and you've got a queen and a king and a jack. You can't anticipate that anywhere in this game. So okay, now Ron, come back over here. Kim, come back over you, here. Don't get too far you, away from us. Are you with me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so with that, you've got um, um, there's no suits, so everything is played in the moment. You have no ability to to uh, strategize ahead, thinking you're going to get a new piece. This brings the brain to a task of just in the moment, playing with what you have. Focusing on each item, each diagram on each piece. You, you, the pieces are laid flat. You have a starter brick. If I'm the first person, I put my first brick down and connect somewhere along the edges of that brick. The next person would connect also in any fashion they could with the what we have, we call them keys and slots, or they're like a male and female. You align those next to each other. They don't click in like a puzzle. They just, you just push them next to each other and it forms a connection. Okay. Gotcha. So a key to a key does not connect. A slot to a slot does not connect. But when you have a key slot and you connect it, that gives you those points that are associated with those bricks. Okay. Yeah. You have, so you have the first concept is shape key and slot connecting together. The brain needs the shapes to correlate. Next thing you have is color. We have a color and a, and a white and a blue on the specific game. All the blues, you can only connect to a blue and only connect to a white, okay? So now you have connection with color and with the shape. So when you make that connection, now you have simple mathematics two plus two one plus three four plus zero whatever it is you're able to give that individual simple math so there's three basic concepts of playing the game then it goes vertical with uh, vertical play and with face-to-face -face play those are a little more advanced but if we're playing the game you can so how we do it is we have a little cards you can pick out a pyramid a square a box a wall, however you want to do it, and you can build it vertically off the table, or if you have, like in the case of the paraplegic, we played the game flat on the table for them. That way they can, if they can't grab the piece, they are able to push the piece into position and still play the game with their physical body, with that hand-eye coordination. So, so in then, essence, yeah, go ahead. No, please, you go ahead, I was good. No, I was just gonna say that, so, when you're, when you're playing the game, each person plays one brick at a time until you run out of the first four. Then everybody would pick four more out of the bag, and you would play those next four, and that's how the game is played. So, um, no so thinking ahead. So how do you ahead. get points then, Ron? How does that work? 
But when you make a connection, those connecting pieces have a number oh, I associated you. with it. So if I have a female that's a two and I connect it with a male that's a three, that's five points in that connection. I okay. See. Now, that's how you gain your points. And that's how, um, you know, you basically just keep a ledger of a, we have, we have game card uh, score sheets in the, in the game, but you could just grab a piece of paper and write the numbers down also. But the key to this is, is this Chuck, if you were playing with me and I was, and I had a brain injury. Okay. But you, you're, you're my caretaker. You're trying to find stuff for me to do and you and me to engage in, right? Mm -hmm. So you find this game called New Bricks, and it's, it's meant to deal with stress. It's meant to help somebody learn to focus. When you are teaching me to play the game, you're going to be getting the same focus benefit and re lowering. So it not only gives the patient the modality, but it gives the caregiver modality. That is a heck of a point. That is a very... Very now think of our point. think of our service members who come home with PTS and their wife has two little kids, four to six, whatever, whatever the age is, teenager, doesn't matter. You sit down and have a family night playing this game, every one of those folks are going to be receiving that lowering of the stress hormone, that lowering of the cortisol. They're looking at each other, playing a game together. This isn't just a regular game. This game is meant to make you focus and seek out so your thought pattern stays with what you're doing. It is not meant for you to go riding down the street on a bike and looking at everything that's making your mind go off in every direction. It is making you focus. And when you focus, you're still having fun, you're building a structure, but you're not going off into those places that you don't want to go, especially with PTS. I mean, that is so interesting to... And you said that within the first or second sentence of our discussion. Yeah. Because everybody is trying to figure out how to bring the family in and be supportive and, and connect uh, individuals who are in. in I, I got I to tell you, I just had a, I work with San Diego State University, the ther ther therapist um, uh, school there, the physical therapist school. I met up with the uh, Dr. Um, Rosalia Alarello. Mm -hmm. She she heads up the department there. Uh, last year, I did like a 20-minute uh, intro of New Bricks to her class. And um, she wanted to have me back. But about a month or so later, I get a phone call from her. She says, Ron, she goes, I have a young man who's in my class. He remembered your game. He just had an older brother that drowned and was out for four to six minutes. He came back, and it's just not his self but can you get him one of the games so he can work with his brother? I said, sure. I met with his brother at Starbucks. I showed him how to play the game. He took it home, worked with his brother. But you know what the crazy thing about it was? His brother got better. But the mother, when the, the boy that was in her class graduated just this past May, she saw the family. She saw the mother. And you know what the mother said? She goes, thank you for telling us about that game because it brought our family together. Mm. Now, we play other games, but this game, by us doing this with our son, allowed us to see 
how important it was for us to be together doing this. And that is the whole crux. That is the whole meaning of New Bricks. I wanted to give family, friends, the ability to give their loved one the ability to see progress, to give, be able to give them something they could see they were helping. I was trying to empower, and this is what this game has done to these folks. So that was a beautiful story for me. I just told, a, I told the doctor, he just made my day because that's what this is all about. Absolutely. I could see how that would be so. Yeah. And I, I think the issue of it, it's, it's certainly the family is there and the meaningful relationship with the family. But I think it's interesting how a caretaker who would be uh, quite naturally somewhat more distant than the family can also be brought into the process and actually have a more positive experience with that individual when they play that game. Now, you've got my curiosity. But let me ask you this question, which is a completely non-psychological question. This is a business question. Okay. Rehearse this with you. Okay. <laughs> you know, this isn't something about me, me selling your product. But I think, <laughs> I think if somebody wants to buy it, they need to know how to do it. I mean, is it available at uh, Amazon or how, what, what's it is, it is. We just, believe it or not, I just put it on Amazon about a month and a half ago. Uh, kind of slow because, you know, Amazon, you know, everybody else and their brother whoever's there first, but um, mm -hmm. you can also buy it on the website. If you go to my website, newbricksgames.com, um, you can get it on the website, but you can also surely go to, um, go to Amazon and it would be under new bricks games. So that's N U B R I X games folks. It's yes. with an X on it. Just that's correct. You misheard it. And uh, so there are other ways to get it. So then, but you don't need any instruction. The instructions are in the in the box. You don't. There's no technique involved. It's it's really here's the plan. Here's the plan, and here's how you do it. You don't have a separate set for that vic uh, that vertical uh, game structure. Are there different games? No. Basically, basically, the the instructions come in, and it gives you specifically how to to engage the pieces. So it's it's very simple in that respect. Um, the I have a couple videos on YouTube. Um, it's under an older um, name. The game, we just rebranded it this year to New Bricks, but it used to be called Bit by Bit Games. Mm -hmm. So if you went to YouTube and typed in www.bitbybitgamer.com, the game, these would come up. Okay. And I'm also working, currently I am working on instructional videos to give like one or two moves instructions to to um, elevate different you know a caregiver or family member or even the individuals so they can watch and say oh okay you can do it that way so, so i'm doing those type of videos also they'll be on site within the next month or so well uh it's terribly interesting and uh that connection that i was talking with you about offline beforehand uh, and I don't want to preempt anything, so I'm not going to get into it on the public level, but that is an absolutely imperative connection for you to make. And I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen for you. And, uh, you know, because the okay. two of you guys would get along very well and I hope it, hope, hope that it helps you along your way because, uh, the gentleman that I was talking about is, is very influential in that community and, and would 
see a lot of opportunity there. So um, I'm going to just add one more thing here. And uh, if, if I have a minute, please, please. Um, so as a board member for American combat veterans of war, um, Bill Ryder is our, um, our leader. Um, Bill has several Vietnam veterans um, uh, in his round table and some silver star recipients and, uh, these are caisson men that uh, endured the siege there. But what we do is we provide some of the um, safe warrior meetings. But the, the one thing that I really love to do, too, is, is the San Diego County Sheriff's Department Detention Center formed a program that takes incarcerated veterans, separates them from the main contingent yeah. puts them in two separate modules and they are there and we walk in there as mentors for them and one of the things I do though is I, I provide a stress class for them a stress reduction class every one of those inmates in there knows how to play new bricks they understand what it is because they know that when I can sit they sit down with four guys at the table anyway so they sit there and they and we'll play a game, but we can play tournaments. I got guys in each mod, 30 to 40 guys, playing a tournament. And then the winners play each other. So the point I'm trying to make is this isn't just for four or five people. Now we you lost have, it right there. You're you're you, you can have you can have you can play a tournament with this yeah. game with several individuals. So I'm working on trying to get to the VA and get into their program with several of their um, folks there. So it's, it's somewhere we're looking into and trying to get the right connections. I mean, that sounds, it sounds terrific. It really does. And, and it sounds like an, an enormously important contribution. Uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come in here and, and talk with our team about it because thank you. Uh, thank this you. has application down in grade school level. I mean, you think about what's going on with individuals who have, I mean, if they made it a prescri prescription for bullies yeah. in the grade school <laughs> and say, look, buddy, you have been a real hothead. We're going to just get you to go in and, and play, this, play this game. I would imagine it would be significantly uh, helpful for them. You know, a I, I, um, couple things. I've been to elementary schools where I had two things. The fifth grade teacher got together with a sixth grade teacher, and they brought the kids together, and we had – uh, kids come together and they had what they did was they segregated the class into four individual groups or four people to a group higher learning children with lower learning children it was it helped facilitate the th situation teachers were able to see what's going on doing some assessment of the kids playing that was a normal regular school another situation is I, I do after school programs for local uh, communities in the inner city and some of the different places with the diversity of the kids. It's, it's a great, it's a win-win because these kids are playing with each other. They're doing something that's fun because we do a lot of what we call speed games with them. Instead of just doing a connecting game, we, we, we make them do a speed game, like maybe build a pyramid super fast and everybody puts one in or something. But, Mm -hmm. But what we found is the kids are enamored with doing something that challenges them 
on a building level. And it's not just playing basketball, but when they're doing something to this, um, building a structure, um, I, I tell you, one of the first times I did, I had a seven-year-old girl in the, in the group. She built the, this one part, one game that everybody was trying to build. She built it by herself better than any, any of the older kids. Mm. So, I mean, it has, it's inherent for all types of learning, I guess is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so anyway. Well, it sounds fantastic. Now I'm going to uh, have you close. We, we talked about your website there. I think just to repeat that, but there's one other thing I'm going to ask. Sure. And I'm going to ask you publicly not to put you on the spot, but do you have a PDF that we could run out uh, on our uh, show notes that a person could download that tells us uh, something about something about it so they could uh, sort of take home and read it. Cause we, we try to approach these solutions in a variety of different ways. Do you have a PDF or any kind of instructional material like that? Um, I can send it to you for sure. I'll put something together. Yeah. I mean, if you just, even if it was like a four page, here's what you do. Yeah. Uh, then that would have a chance. It would be good for you for your business but also give people a, a, a shopping opportunity to really assess the value for them and their family. Right. They just say, Hey, well, we heard him. Sounds interesting. Let's see if we can learn a little more about it before we do anything with it. I think it might be an additional way to get the word out for you. You bet. You bet. No worries. Okay. Sounds great. Sounds great. Chuck. Thank you. Ron. Thank, Bitter, you, thank man. you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. And let's let's stay posted on this. I mean, let's okay. stories are so so interesting and so pleasant, and it's great to see constructive things happen like this. And uh, we just appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. You got it, Chuck. And um, thank you. And um, you guys enjoy your weather there. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna right. make it here. It was um, hot out here too, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so bro. you have a good evening. Okay, thank you. Bye now. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Cobrain Journal. We're working every day behind the scenes to bring you reports that connect research benches with those street trenches. Here we share the complexity of mind science because as you know, details really do matter. One of the most pervasive misunderstood challenges is how commonplace medications like those written for ADHD are used so regularly without clear guidelines. If you think you'd like more specifics, take a minute to download my two-page PDF packed with video links and references on the absolute essentials of how to start ADHD medications. They're easily available at corebrainjournal.com forward slash start. Thanks for listening. Do connect and stay tuned. Together we can make a difference.